I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Hey, hey Bo, Bo, where, where's Thatch? Ah, uh, you know, he's running a little late. He had, uh, he was out really late last night. He had his bachelor party. Wait, bachelor party? Thatch, Thatch is getting married? Yeah, Thatch is getting married, so he had his bachelor party, you know. It, he was out really late. Just give him a minute. I'm sure I'll be along. Wait, 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 wait. So that means it wasn't a bachelor party. It was a thatchelor party. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. Listen to the show with the phone never ends. It's Bucko. Bucko. Oh yeah. Bucko. Your host, Trigger Dash, and your co-host, whoever you have. Bucko. Bucko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucko. And welcome to the 230th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host, Bosephus. And Gator. And we are here again to bring you the 230th episode. That's a really that's a lot of numbers. And uh, mm-hmm. so Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, if you're new. And also, if you're new, thank you for actually sticking around and being able to listen to the show, even though we're like two minutes in. And... Yep. Uh, yeah, so kicking in, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? Oh, well, honestly, not very much. Um, I do have, I got the Jirachi um, Legends, the Jirachi. Uh, oh, the what do you call it, Generations box thing. Yeah. Um, and I still have those two packs. I haven't opened them yet. Um, they're just kind of sitting here, and I've just <laughs> been too lazy to open them. Uh, maybe I'll do that on one of the breaks. But, yeah, maybe. Yeah, other than that, uh, I played Red a little bit this week, but uh, I really haven't done much. I've been very busy with work and school, so. Mm-hmm. How about you, Gator? What have you been up to? Well, first of all, I'd like to refute Bo's claim that he doesn't do anything with Pokemon. You should see his artistic abilities. Oh. <laughs> the, this man can sidewalk chalk some Gen 1ers, let me tell you. Yeah. So if yeah. you're not following sure. us on the Facebook, hit us up on our Facebook, <laughs> like it, and you can see Bosephus's awesome artwork. He's not only a talented musician, he's not half bad at drawing either. 
Just saying. Well, thank you. I yeah, and getting good at sidewalk chalk chalk has been fun because I've learned. I'm like, as I'm doing it, the chalk will blow away, and so I realize that I need to rub it in with my palm. But then, like, my palm gets chalk on it. But then I realize I could use that for detailing later, and so like I use. I don't know. I'm learning. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's interesting. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate that. I'm just saying that's puckle related, Pokemon related, important yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. It it's is true. It is. It's definitely true. And as for myself, I've been reluctantly getting back into the TCG here lately. Um, I found out that there's a that my uh, local game store has a TCG on Sundays, so I've foregone that today to record Puckle. You're welcome, people of Puckle. <laughs> um. And I've been looking at building a Trevenant Break uh, Gengar deck. So that's what I've been uh, debating on, whether I'm going to drop the money on that or not. But until then, I've been playing with my uh, fairy deck. And so I've been having fun with that. Yeah, fairy decks are really good. I mean, I, it's really nice to move the energy around yeah, the where I need it. transfer is really nice. I heard Psychic's really good to play now, too. Yeah, it's it's a psychic fairy deck, so I've yeah. got uh, I've got both sides working for me on that one. My Wobbuffet does some work, and it's it's mostly Xerneas though, kicking taking names and kicking tail. I've been meaning to get into it again too because I found a league on campus, and I keep meaning to go, but I haven't had the time yet because you know I'm getting married and stuff, so <laughs> I have like little to no free time to do things other than puckle. Pokemon-wise, that is. And so, hopefully very soon, I'll be able to get in. I was under the impression you were married to Puckle. Uh, I'm very closely related, uh, married to Puckle. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's very close to being that. Which is either a good or a bad thing, depending on who you are. The first person that scours through all the podcasts and finds the episode where uh, Thatch makes his vows to Puckle forever uh, wins an exclusive badge. I don't think that happened in Puckle, ever. That's why it's an exclusive badge. Exclusive badge. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. No, I've been meaning to. I, wanna, I think I want to put together a Vespaquin deck because that doesn't oh, take too much. The Evolutions? Um, without the Evolutions, I think. Let me double check. There's a there's a really good Vespaquin deck. Well, why don't you just play Night March and let us all hate you like we usually do? Yeah, no, I'm not going to play my, Night March at all. I have no desire to play Night March. I mean, Flareon is kind of part of the best Vespiquen deck. Is it? Okay, I mean, if it is, you're probably right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not good at the TCG. I I know enough to know whether or not cards are good or bad. Yeah, well, kind of. Okay, okay. (laughs) We're not not getting into this right now. No, just go listen to the last TCG episode, episode 7. You'll see how much Thatch doesn't know. No, it was because I misread all of the cards. (laughs) I misread literally every card. So even if you don't like the TCG, it's still worth listening to to hear Thatch flounder in his weakest element of the Pokemon game. It's true. It's true. (laughs) To be fair, I know more than, like, the passerby. You know what I mean? Like... I, I'm aware like of what's going on. Really? The host of a seven-year running podcast about eight, Pokemon eight now. knows eight, more. Eight years. Okay, Get eight right. years running podcast knows more about than the average person about the Pokemon TCG. Well, yes. that's, you should congratulate yourself for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> now go talk to some of those six-year-olds that show up at the tournaments I go to and beat me, and let's see how much <laughs> more I mean. 
I mean, I'm a big fan. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh man, no, there's. Uh, I've been trying to do that, and I'm working on a couple other things to help expand Puckle. I need to do T-shirts. I keep meaning to, and then something comes up, and so I, it also requires my fiance to like hold the screen down <laughs> because my uh, my screen printing table that I built uh, ended up getting warped being out in the garage, so it's not flat. So you only get like half the design. So that'll hopefully be today. New shirts. Um, I have like one. I have a prototype for one of them already printed. I'll probably just put it up today then. And um, there's stuff for Patreon patrons that's coming this month. I swear. I have everything ready to do it. I just got to do it. All right then. Um, let's see. Other than that, yeah, just playing some Pokemon, having a good time, getting back into Showdown. The Flash Clash is happening next weekend. Oh, Super no, excited! Sign up for that. That sounds like so much fun. Like everybody should sign up for it. There is no reason to not sign if up. If you for have the Flash six Flash. Pokemon at all, yes, I'm bringing a Shedinja too. I'm I'm not even going to train I'm, it. I'm bringing one just to kind of play head games. Yeah, and it's just going to take up a spot just yeah. for the. Yeah, I like that last episode. Like, yeah. yeah, no, let's play head games. Yeah, I, there's another thing I've been playing with because Showdown has a uh, Flash Clash uh, meta that you can play in. But it's comprised of roughly like of course twelve people, so <laughs> it's composed of like twelve people. Because when I was playing it, I think I fought the same people about like three or four times. Wow! Uh, like the same like five people, three or four times. And there, there's not like it's not a super competitive meta because it's really incredibly hard to be a super competitive meta. Yeah, I, that happened all the time during the Pokemon TCG beta. Yeah. Like- I'd be up at two or three in the morning and I'd fight the same guy like six times in a row. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, dude, you and me are the only guys on here. I'm going to bed. <laughs> that happens a lot on uh, the Wii Sports for the Wii U because <laughs> you can play online. And oh, so right. This one time I was playing, I was playing tennis, right, with one of my friends. We're just like, yeah, let's play somebody online. And we played the same guy like 20 times online. It was absolutely awful. Wow. And um let's see i don't think anybody plays that online now um let's see there's also i forget where i was going with that bo you distracted me um hoopa unbound oh, wait no this is the news we're not getting there yet oh shoot there's another right. segment oh, that's, another, that's segment. another segment why is the flash clash band focus sash i want that's oh, cheap absolutely because that makes sense because then everything has sturdy essentially and well, like the whole point is to just knock something out. It's literally just a game. It's of, OHKO like, contest. Yeah, but the problem. So like, if everybody had focus sash, it's literally just boils down to that again and doesn't allow any like ingenuity. But you can do something like Agron. Um, I've been running Agron actually. He has been like there are two guys that have been my favorite in the Flash Clash. There's Agron because you can use sturdy and then you can use uh, what's the name of the attack oh my gosh it's like metal something metal sound maybe or uh tank the hit hit reversal uh well you could okay so you tank the hit and then you use metal sound or whatever it's called because that just deals back an automatic time and a half Huh. Regardless of oh, whether or not it's a special um, attack or a physical attack like counter or miracle like would metal grind uh it's not metal sound no it's not metal sound let metal me, burst. Let me, metal burst. There you go. That's the there it is. Too. You did it. Yeah, I'm good. But yeah, I've been using that, that. But you can also yeah. use you can also use reversal. Metal um, sound is the exclusive domain of the Thunder types thatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
And then you can also... <laughs> Metal Sound's a Pokemon move. Um, you can also use... What Horrible is the other one? Types. You can use... Uh, heavy slam as well on top of that. It worked out really well. Oh. And there's also a berry. What's the name of the berry I was using? I think it was cut sap. Yeah, cut sap. Because I know I know that is a berry. I'm not sure if that's the berry I was using. Um, but there's one that lets you if you're below like 30 percent or whatever HP, it allows you to go first the next turn. It gives you priority. So like if you're going slow, then you get to go first with the metal burst. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, another, and then Haxorus is the other one that's really good. He just has moves that are, he's got an excellent move pool and awesome attack stat and his speed's good enough with the choice scarf to outrun pretty much everything. Uh. So <laughs> Haxorus is just like a really good, like powerhouse. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen a Haxorus in a, in a good minute. Yeah. And that's, this is a place where he's actually thriving. Um, and one last one that I think is really funny and really trolly is actually Parish Song Azumarill. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, it works out really well because you just give it like zero speed and you set up a Parish Song and then you just protect and dive and stuff until the Parish Song's over. That's wow. messed up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's legitimately just perish trap, but you don't have to worry about it. And you have to make sure you're going last, or the opponent will win. Because that's how perish song works. It's based on speed tiers. Huh. Yeah. Huh. It's it's cool. It's uh it's a fun little meta to play in, and there's definitely like more complicated stuff to play. But it's just kind of do whatever you want. You can just bring like some really fast guys like Haxorus, or I've seen Blaziken do really well. I'm thinking about Yon Mega just because Yon Mega is one of my all-time favorite, just like protect, speed boost, kill type things. Yeah. All right. Um, oh yeah, I, keep going, Bo. I was just gonna say you could really put bring in any team you wanted and just try oh, yeah. to just out predict. You're literally it's literally just a coin toss because yeah, if just, you just yeah. if you pick the wrong Pokemon, you're just done. I mean, yeah, that's all there is to it. I was just thinking about entering my uh, my UUTC team minus one Pokemon at uh, Shedinja. It would, would probably it. work. Uh, yeah, because you're just guessing for yeah. the most part. It'll probably work. All right, yeah. All right, so that's that's enough Flash Clash talk. Let's kick it on over to the news. So cue the epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So there is actually a few things that have happened in the uh, in the Pokemon world in the past week. Um, first, I think the most important thing that everybody was waiting for news about was the Koro Koro release this week, which is really funny because it was absolutely nothing. And watching the resulting madness of no Koro Koro information and. Uh, I mean, there's, you guys can like jump in whatever you want. I'm going to go on a small rant about how I get really upset at the community when they get really upset that they didn't get any news. And I really hate this, uh, this leak culture that's happening in video gaming right now. Like this is not just Pokemon, but it's very present right now this past week. And it's just that people feel very entitled that they need to know things about these games. 
I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I feel like that culture just needs to stop and people need to stop expecting things about these games. I understand that like part of it's like advertisement and building hype for the game so you sell more games and stuff like that. But at the same time, like calm down, you're not entitled to it. It's their game. They can do what they want. Right? We we're all on the same page. Oh yeah. No. I mean, I well, would, I would appreciate a bit more fan service in certain aspects, but then other times it's like I'm ready to just receive whatever this company wants to dish out to me. But here's the other thing too. We are paying their bills. Like at the end of the day, they are beholden to the customers. And the majority of Pokemon players, I would wager, have bought previous titles before, have oh, bought yeah. some form of piece of merchandise. Like, you can't – I understand where there is a feeling that they do own it because there's an ownership feeling with – because you've been immersed in it for so long. You know, over 20 years at this point that you've just been Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon nonstop. So, eh. I, I can kind of I'll play devil's advocate on that and say that you know some people maybe they deserve a little bit more transparency with stuff. I I mean okay so I just don't want it to be like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire again. We knew absolutely everything when those games came out. There was just nothing to experience, nothing to explore, and maybe that's the reason a lot of people complained Are you about the. What about the uh, um end? The, the Delta episode, we knew about yeah. the Delta episode before the game came out, but we didn't know what was happening. Like I mean, was, I guess, but cool. at the same time, it wasn't like. Okay, so they hit a fetch quest from you. Like, that that feels like all it was. The Delta episode was very much a fetch quest, and that's well, all they tacked on. The other thing, too, is that you have to understand you have a privileged position that we and even our listeners enjoy where we're constantly looking for that news cycle. That's so true. So we're, we're part of the problem. We are. We have, <laughs> we have a podcast <laughs> dedicated to finding out everything you can about Pokemon. We don't, are, don't make us look like hypocrites. Like we're the next, we're the next level of that, though. I mean, it's an yeah, entire industry that sprung up around it. So, it maybe the average person isn't as plugged in as our listeners are, and since we're our listeners are the type of ravenous people that enjoy <laughs> some good Pokemon, like we're we're all inside, we all play inside baseball. Like that's yes, the thing. That's true. They listen, we listen to us. If you are listen, if you are the type of person that goes out and listens to Pokemon podcasts, you are a Big fan of the franchise. Absolutely, right? I don't think there's any casual, like, Pokemon podcast listeners like, hey, I just, you know, don't care about anything about Pokemon, and I found you guys, and I listen to you religiously every week. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I think we're biting the hand that feeds us a little bit, Thatch. Don't pull back the curtain too far. Uh, (laughs) All right, all right. So, we have a couple more things to talk about. First of all, if you are following the Pokemon OU meta at all, you will know that Hoopa Unbound has been banned. So that... I feel like that was just expected. Uh, but that's for, just me. For people curious, why why would they ban this Pokemon? It had excellent special attack. And I believe mm-hmm. it was the choice spec set. Uh, you could not... There was no real reliable switch into it. So yes. if anything you throw at it, it would just get nailed and hammered. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was part of the reason, because it was becoming over-centralizing to the meta. It was the, the feeling to it. So if you have no idea what's going on and what we're talking about, it's just a very hard-hitting special attacker that had really good stats, and that's why it got relegated to being an Uber. Yeah, so no more Hoopa Unbound anymore. That's However, 
lose not hope we now have volcanion available to us oh yeah i think i think it's out in japan now too i think the event in japan has started if i'm not mistaken i should have double checked that it has no it's been released it's it's okay yeah it's in japan um so that i mean that's why it's allowed in the showdown showdown like has this i really don't understand like smogon and showdown 100 percent because there is this very odd like showdown tries to emulate the games in their combat system very readily and uh so they only add pokemon when they're available in the games but at the same time you're only allowed to uh play with pokemon that are um what's the word the, your your pokemon are all level 100 in showdown and if you do any kind of online battle on the cartridge they're all level 50 and i mean that's really minor it changes like three pokemon speed tiers <laughs> but that's that's about it well, eh. Small little rant. But it's whatever. I mean, I appreciate Showdown. I use it to practice it's, all the time. It's by far the most popular simulation of the game. There's, al- there's always it'll... a new one. Every gen, there's a new one for some reason. Well, uh, it seems Showdown stuck around for at least Gen 5 and 6. Uh, gen so. 5 started with a different one, though. Um, So, like, Gen 4 started with Shoddy Battle Simulator. It was called Shoddy. And yeah, I remember Shoddy. Yeah, I remember Shoddy. And then Gen Five started with Pokemon Online. We all called it yep, PO. I remember, I remember PO too. And then Showdown showed up, I think, late in fifth gen, and then overtook it. And Smogon endorsed it as like their official simulator. Well, see that Smogon endorsement's important. So. Oh, it is. No, Smogon does endorse different simulators. Like I, I don't know if Shoddy's still around. Uh, Pokemon Online very well could be too. There's, there's another simulator too. Uh, what's the name of it? Um, it's not Pokemon Online. Uh, it's killing me right now. But they I know, use. I know what you're talking about. They have their own tiering system. They don't mm-hmm. use uh Smogons. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I have heard of other simulators as well. Uh, moving forward, I think there's like one last piece of news. Oh, yes. So if you're like, man, I want to play some more Pokemon Tournament, and you want to get into, like, the professional scene. Yeah? Yeah, Bo. Whoa! Like, I know you've played it, like, once. So, I, like, they have yeah, a championship like series that's separate from, like, the regional series, though I think they're going to, like, merge it, and then Pokemon's just going to be everywhere. You have, from on May 6th to May 8th, there is a special event at DreamHack in Austin, Texas where you can try to qualify for the Pokemon World Championships in August. Um, you, it is only for the, um, I think there's only, it's only for the Masters Division, so people above 18. But you can go there, try out, play the game, and see if you can win. And we can complain some more about the lack of hoary battle pads. Um. <laughs> hey, if you want something to complain about, Thatch, I got something I have, just I don't for want to you about anything. and all of our listeners because I know how much everybody enjoys live at live action adaptations of <laughs> Japanese cartoons. And right now, Pokemon is in a bidding war between Warner Brothers, Legendary Entertainment, and Sony, trying to get the this film rights. This is a rumor, rights. though, right? It's not. Real. No, this is reported by the Hollywood Reporter. Whoa! Uh-huh. So I shared this on our Facebook page, Thatch. I know. I saw like that. that. I, so, I thought it was a rumor, though. There is now a bidding war arising for the the rights of the live-action film. Ooh. So we're going to see some very angry people in the future, I guarantee it. Because there is no way in the world they make a live-action Pokemon that satisfies anyone. 
Okay, let's think about all of the great <laughs> Japanese cartoons that have gotten good movie adaptations. I I can't Dragon Ball Z, that was awful. <laughs> um, um what's another um, Avatar, well, Avatar is a Japanese cartoon. It's, but it's still an anime style. Yeah, and that went poorly. I mean, cartoons to movie adaptations total. What do we have that's been Transformers? Is that the most successful one? Yeah, but that's also Transformers. (laughs) Like, uh, Megan Fox sold the first one. Right, uh, but then they then they stuck to what was important, which was robots transforming, crazy times, and then things exploding a whole lot. And the plots didn't matter. They were so small that did not matter. It, they just it was robots blowing up other robots. That's what um, that's what makes Transformers great. Think about how popular the, the Smurfs movie and Garfield movies were. Oh, they were uh, super popular. I think Bill Murray loves the fact that he voiced Garfield. Yeah, he nez- that's not his only regret as he voiced in Zombieland. Um, <laughs> and I mean, if we want to talk about Nintendo live action movies, the Super Mario Brothers from the early nineties is a that's classic. probably the best one I think. Oh yeah, it's so good. Goombas is oversized grunts. Like, let me tell you, that's just that's just quality, high quality <laughs> acting. You know, if we had Ethan on here to talk about the Pokemon movies, I'm sure he would be of similar opinions that it would not absolutely not absolutely. Be All right, I think that's just about it. Um, if you do follow the anime, um, the last piece of news I think is that. Ash will finally take on the 8th gym on, I believe, May 19th. Is that a Thursday? If not, it's a Thursday, buy it. And it is a Thursday, so it is May 19th. Okay. So he is is going to finally take on the 8th gym. I do not know if he will win. I just have an episode title that says he's going to take on the 8th gym. So hold your breath. And maybe you'll get some action. I don't know. This last season of anime has been fantastic. The X, Y, and Z anime has just been fantastic. So I can't I, wait for it all to be out so I can sit down and binge watch all of it. Right? I'm so upset that they only put the first half of X and Y on Netflix. It like that, ends in this like really awkward place. Where where can you know if they want to know what's happening with the anime without watching the anime? Do you have any idea where they could go? <laughs> they to... go to Buckle, obviously, right? Oh, uh, really? Mickey Panda does a synopsis every week, and that's how most of us keep up with it. I think. Oh, well, I was going to say, uh, Kiss Anime. Yeah, <laughs> that's also a, that's an that's true as well. <laughs> I'm I was more referring to this with with a time crunch bow. We want oh 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 yeah. Okay. You don't have twenty oh, okay. minutes to drop. Mickey Panda does an excellent article. It's very good writing, quality synopsis. Check it out at PucklePodcast.com. Absolutely. All right, so that's it for our news. We are gonna take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with today's topic. Hey guys, it's Viger, and thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. Now you're probably asking yourself. How can I find out more about this podcast? Or, how can I help make this podcast even better? Well, we have a number of different ways that all of our listeners can help. You can follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. We also have a subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Puckle, and a Tumblr page at pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. If you want to be even more direct, head on over to the website itself, pucklepodcast.com when we post weekly articles podcasts and other announcements such as various tournaments and events that we have planned 
you can really help us out by reviewing us on iTunes, or even donating to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where all the donations help make the podcast and the Puckle community even better. We also allow our listeners to participate in every episode of the podcast through our mailbag segment. Send us your emails at pucklepodcasts at gmail.com with your message over the episode's given topic, and you could win the coveted Green Taros badge. Thanks for your guys' continued support, and I'll catch you on the flip-flop. And on to the topic. Our topic today, we are going to be talking about Pokemon that we think should get an evolution or mega evolution in Pokemon Sun and Moon. So let's jump right on in and let's get going. Um, I think, first of all, we were, we were discussing this just before we started this segment. We were talking about the merits of mega evolution versus regular evolution. And uh, I think we... So I feel like mega evolution should happen if it's a third stage Pokemon. That we think is kind of garbage and needs some help. Or stage two, however you want to discuss it. Third, The third in the line. Um, but if not, maybe you should start adding things in, you know, uh, evolution-wise. But there are there are definitely merits and there are pros and cons. Well, see, for me, I don't like giving everything a mega because I feel like that limits you on item usage. Yeah, absolutely. You, you only get one mega per team. So you're stuck choosing one Pokemon to have a Mega with that doesn't give us anything new with the lines we have. And there are obvious deficiencies that we have in the different lines of Pokemon we have now. That like, you oh, know, absolutely. Th- there can be pre-evolutions for things because that'll help the Little Cup format. And Little Cup, I find, is a viable format because they've had tournaments before with those uh, first evolutions. <laughs> okay, okay, to be fair, though, like the the official Nintendo Little Cup format is really garbage. It's literally everybody just with a Sneasel. Hey, if that's the case, that's the case. Maybe Sneasel needs another pre-evolution. I don't think so. What? I'm just here <laughs> with ideas. You don't have to shoot the messenger. I'm just but saying, like, well, the problem is the problem with giving things evolutions though is the uh, Eviolite item, right? You can so say we give something that's like naturally bulky, um, like say we give Snorlax. Say we give Snorlax an evolution instead of a Mega Evolution. That sounds awful, because then Snorlax can use the Eviolite item. But yeah. there's plenty of Pokemon now that get bulky with the Eviolite item. Yeah, but it's not like, as bulky as if, a Snorlax. If, if anyone wanted to look back and be like, oh, it'd be a terrible idea to have give Blissey, uh, because Chansey would be super strong with Eviolite. Like, come on. That's no, that's not a... I don't think, any, I don't think that was a problem at all. Like, Chansey, Chansey's not a problem. Um, I don't think there's anybody in the Pokemon company that's really super concerned that something's going to get super overblown with Eviolite they, because they can always tweak stuff. That's true, but they're they're very good about making sure that the the quote unquote meta is balanced to some extent. But their meta Definitely. includes legendary Pokemon. Yeah, that's but true. I mean, okay, not, let's let's not let's not debate the the merits. Of, <laughs> well, I'm just but, saying they don't care about OU. They don't. They oh don't no, care no, 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 one no. iota about Smogon tears. No, no, no. we. So I, I, think, if I, I think, want Diggersby to have an evolution. Damn it, that's my point. In all this, I just want Diggersby to be his full potential, and I don't want Bunnelby Diggles Diggersby to be my only two choices, and I don't want Diggersby to have a Mega Stone because I like Diggersby. That's the only place I'm coming <laughs> from. Thatch. I want that's Diggersby. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Like I don't have a problem with Diggersby. Holding Eviolite. <laughs> uh, I okay, but regardless, let's let's move into some Pokemon we'd like to see other than Diggersby. <laughs> <in evolution. laughs> 
I think uh, I think it would be really cool to have Chandler get a Mega. Um, I, like I think that. it's something that would be awesome to be patched into Pokin. Um, oh. And at the same time, like, what what would the next stage of a chandelier be? I need to know. A bonfire. Yes, there we go. I mean, no, I'm oh, honestly it, probably a little offensive, but I'm thinking of like a burning cross. Oh God, that's super <laughs> offensive. Why would you say that? I, well, I don't know. It's on fire. Listen, I'm going. Thing. I'm going to offend. Since Bo's being offensive, I'm going to be offensive. But what? to exactly one person, I want to offend Viger by taking three chandelures and putting them together, and making the uh, like anti-magneton. Or... Ooh, that's not too. <laughs> bad. I mean, I don't think I don't think a mega evolution would go that way. We just get like more arms on chandelure or something, or like Are you fire sure? would get because bigger. Mega Metagross just got weirder. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty – like, Mega Metagross, they did kind of just shove, like, another Metagross on it. So, I mean, it's not it's not unprecedented. I would like to see Dragalge get a Mega. Dragalge, an evolution or a Mega, I think. Dragalge is such, like – it's the poison dragon typing is such and a cool typing. It is, but it gets absolutely wrecked by Earthquake. It gets so, wrecked by everything. I mean, it's just such a – the psychic, stats are so garbage. Uh, yeah, Sasha. But yeah. I like Dragalge a lot. It's got this excellent special attack. It's got a pretty solid special defense, but it's got a lower speed. You know, it's oh, got yeah. like a base speed of 44. So you're not even going to hit hard before. No, it's absolutely awful, right? It's yeah. like, it's just, you can't go fast enough. And unless you're doing, unless you're playing a specially defensive set, it doesn't work well. Exactly. It just doesn't. Um, and then uh, another one I'd like to see that's kind of in the similar vein of cool dragons would be Noivern. Ooh. Definitely. Um, I feel like that would be a mega, right? Me Neuvern too. Noivern might eat a mega, but right now it's like, what, borderline two? Yeah. So it's not even in contention for one of the stronger Pokemons. But it's so cool. It's got that infiltrator ability, which, you know, breaking subs is really nice. Yes. Um. So I'd really like to see Noivern get a little bit of a, a kick in the pants, if you will. Infiltrator actually does really well. Um, there are other moves that there. Gen six like redid the whole idea of substitute really well. It introduced that infiltrator ability, and I think Gen six is when you could start doing um, damage with sound moves in general past substitutes. Yeah, uh, like hyper voice hits through substitutes, which is one of the most popular moves in the game right now. Yeah. I run yeah. Hyper Voice. I mean, everybody runs Hyper Voice on something at some point in their life. <laughs> Typically on a pixelated Pokemon. Oh, also, yeah. Also, I would like to introduce the concept of Mega Mega Evolutions. No, uh, no. Garbage. Because, okay, You're listen, done. listen, listen. No, no, no. Mega like Houndoom. <laughs> mega Houndoom is so bad. Okay, Thatch? Solar yeah, power? Yeah, it is. What kind of ability is that? Why would you For make Houndoom? Yeah, for a hell dog, no. Solar okay. power? Are you kidding me? It's not like the Paylor dog. It... Okay, so back before we knew about Mega Evolution, there was a leaked list of like the Pokemon that were coming out for X and Y, and it was totally wrong. Like, 100% wrong. You had Pokemon that were... Uh, that they thought deserved evolutions, and you had Pokemon getting regular evolutions as opposed to Mega Evolutions. And so Houndoom was one of them, and... This is just to make you laugh. This is not, I'm not going anywhere with this point other than to say that they named the evolution of Houndoom in this leak lit quote unquote leak list. 
They named it Houndoomed. Oh, and so great. just just take that and swallow it a little bit. <laughs> Houndour, Houndoom, Houndoomed. Yeah, right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, it's a garbage name. <laughs> okay, okay. And then yeah. my second Pokemon Mega that needs a Mega is Yan Mega. Yan Mega <laughs> doesn't have a Mega though, but Yan Mega wants to say Mega Mega Yan Mega. <laughs> Yan, I, w- I was talking about Yan Mega at the beginning of the show though. Yan Mega is one hundred percent. One of my favorite Pokemon. It's just garbage and not viable anymore. Well, bug flying. Like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, you, not... You're going to take 50% with Stealth Rocks. That's what you're going to exactly. do with it. <laughs> it's not, it's not nah, my... Mega Yan Mega becomes a bug dragon. Bug dragon oh, be really... Because it's a dragonfly? That'd be awesome, actually. I'd need that in my life. That'd be awesome. Actually, or, Yan uh, Mega is not terrible. Type, rock bug dragon to make it even more prehistoric? Hmm. No, wait. You well, can't give it triple types. What yeah. No, the first one. No, 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 we are not doing triple types, Bo. Let me explain to you why triple types are garbage idea that the internet needs to shut up about. Didn't Whimsicott do an article about triple types this week? She did, and it's awful. Not her article. is awesome. The topic is awful. But it's like, if you do triple types, Bo, you open up a huge can of worms. That has just never been opened up before. Like, it's bad enough when a Pokemon's got a times four weakness to something. But you're going to open it up to times eight weaknesses. You're going to open up a lot of Pokemon to more, to times four weaknesses that didn't have them That's before. No, no weaknesses I, at all. I, under, I understand. I, I, it, it was a joke. It better Go to your have corner, Bo. Go it, to your corner. It, it was a, it's just like the people that... Joke. I'm going to go um, sit with the band. All right, you guys carry on your talk. Before about. before uh, Gen Six came out, there was a whole bunch of speculation of like dual type moves because there was a leak about Sky Press or uh, yeah, Flying Press, right? I want more of those. And so um, the way that they they're like, oh man, we're gonna have dual type moves. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that sounds that's that's the same problem as having the triple type Pokemon. Although I will say this, Halucha, I would like to see either get a pre evolution. Or another evolution. Oh yeah, no. I really Halucha, like Halucha. Halucha needs more. I'm just really disappointed with it. It it did so well, um, like right out the gate. But then we it got shut down. Like, fi- fl- uh, fighting flying is such a cool type. And yeah. You, yeah, I've wanted one for a long time. I'm glad we got one in sixth gen. Like Halucha is a really cool design too. He's got a really good speed, and I think he has Unburden. He um, does. Yeah, which is amazing. Too bad flying gems don't exist anymore. Um. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. Well, if no, you well, want to play with a flying gem, you can play on random battle. Well, yeah. with, with Halucha, he has this other ability. He has that white herb ability because he does that one move that confuses him, I believe, or it does something stupid. And that's um, what that's what trips the Unburden. Okay. And there's a whole set into that. So the Unburden is still helpful. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily need the flying gem. No, no, no. I'm not saying you need that at all. You just like trip like a citrus berry or something and you're fine. And, oh, so like, good. he's incredibly fast when you give him that. I mean, he he's good Pokemon. It's just, I would love some more because the rest of his stats do not build up to that speed stat. His attack stat's all right, but his defenses are awful, and you can't do much outside of the one set. I would love to see Halucha just be able to run more than just one set. Where it's like, get rid of his ability, or get rid of his items so that he can use Unburden. And, like, go to train. I mean, the the same could be said about Slurpuff, though, too. Also true. Very true. 
Um, mm-hmm. We could give Slurpuff an evolution. I mean, I'd be down with that. You just get I, instead of a cupcake, you get a cake. I love Slurpuff so much. Oh my gosh, oh. it's so fun. One I like Swirlix way more. Well, uh, Slurp- I like but, Slurpuff because he's got a place on my TCG team and my VGC team. Ah, yeah. Well, there you go then. That's true. I I no, I like the Slurpuff line. I just where do you three cherries on top is where you go from one cherry on top. <laughs> That's the Pokemon thing to do, right? You got, yeah. You got Doug Trio for some Pokemon just has this fascination of like shoving three things together. I have no idea what it is. Like, I know, right? Like Puckle. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? You, <laughs> what? We're okay. we're all, there are three people here right now. Oh, 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 wow. I did not oh. even pick up on that. Yeah. Shoved together. Yeah. Well, I could see them with Magnemite being like, yeah, no, this is a really solid design. Okay. Now, we how do we make evolve. it? Like, what? No, it, it wasn't going to evolve. It was going to be like Farfetch'd and be by itself. Uh, no, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think you understand what those Pokemon are supposed to look like. Just, uh, <laughs> well, that's just well, like. how do we make I, it evolve? We well, put three of them they, together. Oh, okay. Or, or you go the case of, ex, ex, what do you call it? Execute? Yeah. Oh, God. And then you're like, there's a bunch of them. How do we make them evolve? We'll kill all but three. No, no. <laughs> okay, so Execute ex- and Executor have, like, the coolest, like, thing, though, you can say about it. You can, uh, you, so ex- Execute, you have, like, five or six eggs, right? Um, I forget how many. It's Six. Execute. Uh, six? Mm-hmm. Okay, but one of the evolves, um, so what happens is, in the Pokedex, I believe it says that the heads fall off of Executor. And what happens is those eggs fall off Executor, and then they become Execute. Fun fact. Yeah, you talked about this with me on the show I an did. earlier date, and I still don't like it because one of the heads has to fall off to become all six of the Executes. Yeah, well, they like regrow Executor like regrows heads. It's yeah. got Harvest Bow. It's obviously got the ability to regrow things. No, I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not arguing that it doesn't regrow heads. I'm saying it doesn't drop one head and then that become one execute egg that joins five others as they find it because execute are always six eggs. They That's just true. are. Except for in that one Pikachu short. <laughs> but this is a podcast about Pokemon. Your logic has no place here. That's true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Touche. Um, Another Pokemon that I think is really cool and didn't actually get to do anything is Avalug. Yes. I think Avalug is really stupid and should be forgotten. Why? Oh, wow. he's so dumb. He's so cool. He's he's got this massive base defense, but he can't do anything else because his special defense is garbage. So you hit him with, like, a special move and he's dead. Yeah, and he's he's an iceberg with legs. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? You know what it says in the Pokedex that he does? He What's gathers he up the little bird mics and they like climb on his back and he looks like an aircraft carrier carrying a bunch of little bird mics. Okay. Did you say aircraft carrier? That is exactly what the Pokedex says. I'm Which not version? even kidding. Which you. version? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. That's what the Pokedex says. Okay, no wait, save it, save it. Avalog is Pokemon of the episode. We'll save it. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you if I like it. I'll tell you if I like I have- it or not afterwards. Have but, we done Avalogus Poke of the episode? No, I don't think so. But you intrigued me with Aircraft Carrier. Okay. Yeah, uh, no. I'll Avalog give it a second a really chance cool based Pokemon. on that. I, I really like Aircraft Carriers. And I think it should I think it should get 
a uh, it should get an evolution or, or not even <laughs> an evolution per se because it's already got like really good stats in that manner. But you, I think a mega would be ice helicarrier Avalog. Oh what? yeah, uh, like yeah, literally all they need to Pokemon. do to let Avalog like mega evolve is literally just have like a bunch of Bergmike like jump on its back. Uh, you know, you know what already did that, uh, Mantine. It did. Okay, it did. speaking of Mega Mantine, maybe yeah. with 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 a Remoraid Megastone. I think what? I think Mantine. I think that one's a need a third evolution. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in evolves with a party full of Remoraids. You have to have five no, no, no. I no. I feel like Man- it's Mantine, Mantine feels complete. Yeah. Octillery on top, Remoraid on the bottom. <laughs> Superman time. Oh my god. And then he's got a Waylord just. It, I feel no, Mantine feels very complete to me as a Pokemon. I don't think it needs to move. Like, design wise, I feel like it's complete. Okay, here's here's the part that bothers me. In, uh, I think it's volume 12 of the Pokemon Adventures manga. Yeah. Gold catches a Mantine. And I'm pretty sure is gifted several uh, twenty to be exact Remoraid. Yeah, and he keeps the Mantine and all twenty Remoraid inside the same Pokeball. Wait, really? Yeah, it's awesome. And then he and then That's he uses terrible. it as a, he uses it. He uses their water gun attacks as uh like jets. And, yeah, uh, he has his pool cue, and they like branch down, and it forms like a Mantine hang glider. Awesome. And that's how he flies. But there's 21 Pokemon in that. Why not give him uh, an evolution or a mega evolution to make that one Pokemon? Yeah, that doesn't no. even make sense. When Ninjask and Sheninja evolve, they get two separate Pokeballs, and that's, that's just true. two Pokemon. That's You've got true. 21 Pokemon in this. No, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. Pokemon manga. They better be in a luxury ball, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They are dealing with some crowded spaces right there. <laughs> but but I think the excuse is that they're all attached to Ma- uh, Mantine's underbelly, like mm, eating his things the that like all attached. The, the way that like Slowbro gets away with being two Pokemon. Yeah. Well. Okay. We we shouldn't talk about Slowbro because there's a lot there. A Pokemon. Let's go back to the topic. Pokemon that need Mega Evolutions. Oh, Slowking. Yeah. You can't just ha- give Slowbro a Mega Evolution and not Slowking. Okay, I feel like Slowking's Mega Evolution, you know how um, the shell eats Slowbro kind of like from the yeah. bottom? And it's oh, just and his Slowking Slow King is the opposite, except it's just his tail. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down with or it. Or just his legs and bottom, but then like the shell grows arms or I something. I want Slowking to be a complete reversal of what you would expect. How Slowbro gets more defensive and tanky. I want Slowking to become an offensive powerhouse. That's true. I mean, well... Slowking, I think I forget the di- there's a difference between Slowking and Slowbro. They're essentially just the same Pokemon with like different special or uh, physical traits. I have to double check here, but I mean I'd be down with that too. I'd love to see him just become way more like physical or not even physical attacking, but like special attacking. Give him a flinching ability because he gets the King's Rock to yeah. evolve, and then give him like a I don't know fifteen percent flinch chance upon hit. That'd be crazy. Well, like. Yeah, if he hits you, yeah, that would be really cool, actually. That'd be a really... Well, he's also going to be turning into, like, a giant shell, so... Well, like a spiny shell. Yeah, so that too, way yeah. He flinch I when it hits you. I agree. I okay, agree. I've got... I've got a... I like problem. flinch on hit. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? I mean, I it's like- essentially like a Iron Head, but on every physical move. 
yeah, and then you like it's a low percentage, and you since he's slow already, it's not you have to be beating somebody in order to get the flinch out. Yeah, so I feel like that would work. I mean, we we've seen weirder things. We we saw Heracross go from being like a physical attacker to becoming a skill link Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's um, true. There's a line of Pokemon that have gotten some abuse that I would like to see rectified with their horrible ability to attack. The only one that's gotten a decent Mega has been, can anybody guess? The Fossil Pokemon, that's right. So you got your Archops, you got your uh, Aurorus, you got mm-hmm. your Cradley, you've got all of these Pokemon. What's the only one that has a Mega so far? Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl. Exactly. And Aerodactyl has been able to perform well. It fits a really nice niche with the Mega Evolution. So why not lift up all of these other fossil Pokemon? They have a unique place in Pokemon. It's the only Pokemon you can just pick up off the ground. So <laughs> let's, let's do something yeah. cool with them. And they have interesting types. You know, the rock types. I mean, it's it's a very good offensive typing. It's not very good for not no. staying alive. So it's not like you're making them overpowered or anything. But come on. Give me that walk, rock water with Caracosta. I mean, it's so... It's so weak. Not even that, like Kabutops. There's definitely some like room to mega evolve Kabutops. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, sure. If you want to, if you want to, like, yeah, Omastar. Sure. If you want to really like hit the people who love Twitch plays Pokemon real hard. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And then I mean, it's the its abilities like what Swift Swim, Shell mm-hmm. Armor, Weak Armor, that kind of deal. You could always give it a better ability, which would definitely help raise it up. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's I mean, not, Kabutops, it, I think the only thing that's stopping him is his ability. If he had a decent ability, it would be good. But I think his ability is absolutely garbage. He's got he's got the same stuff. He's got Swift Swim, Battle Armor, and Weak Armor. It's the same yeah. stuff as Star. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I feel like Kabutops should get something really awesome, but he doesn't have it. What about, what like, Sap Sipper? That would be really cool, right? I think yeah, that would yeah. be an awesome ability for it to have. I don't know how far it would like bring it up in people's eyes, but it would still be something. I I'm cool with gimmicks like Pokemon that like do these cool gimmicks because there is always a place in the meta for that. And as long as it's not like too gimmicky, too much setup, it'll succeed. We were talking about pre-evolution Pokemon a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and and we were talking about this before we started recording. Bo and I were talking about having a pre-evolution for Tauros and Miltank. That would evolve into either of them. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Based, yeah, like based on gender. Um, so, like, obviously the female of the baby evolves into Miltank, the male evolves into Tauros. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy differential. Yeah, yeah e- easy. I mean, I, I like that a lot, honestly. I don't know why that hasn't happened. Same thing could happen for, like, Volbeat and Illumise. Honestly, yeah. if it were two different baby Pokemon for both of, for that combo... The like the male would have yeah. a different form from the female, kind of like Nidoran male, Nidoran female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. that'd be a really cool baby. I'd be down with it. I, I don't think we're gonna see anything like Nidoran male or Nidoran female anymore. But yeah, no, I no, feel no. like that was a, a a choice they made that they kind of obviously weren't too happy with because they've never done it again. <laughs> and while this has all been fun, I'm just gonna say like well to wrap things up here. Um, I, I honestly don't know how many regular evolutions are ever going to happen again on pre-existing Pokemon. We've got one, what, in the past five years? Uh, the last time they added any evolutions to Pokemon was, was Gen 4. Oh, I guess Sylveon, but that's Eevee. I feel like Eevee is a special case. 
So and Sylveon has been the first evolution we've gotten since 2007. Yeah, because I feel like they got Almost a lot of... 10 years. We were, well, we were talking about this before the show. I think Gen 4 got a lot of flack because what they did was when they evolved Pokemon, they just made them fatter. I mean, look look at Licky Licky. They just made Lickitung fatter. Tan Growth is literally a fatter Tangela. And yeah, but he's cool. He's got hands now. I mean, that's true. And then you look at... Um, I love Tangrowth. Yan Mega is an exception. You look at Togekiss, they just made Togetic faster and fatter and gave him wings. I like Togekiss, too. Yeah, well, they all just got Electivire, really fat Magmortar, uh, Weavile. A lot of those guys got really cool evolutions. Magmortar looks really chubby. I think Magmar looks way cooler than Magmortar. I feel I, like... I don't know. I have a special place with Magmortar. I like him a lot. I but... mean, and as much as I like Electivire... He's definitely just a chubby Electabuzz. What? No, he's like a Yeti Electabuzz. Yeah, why did that happen? No, he got... He, it took the he Electabuzz... Had and, and he had games. Yeah, he made him Sasquatchy. All right. All right. Hey, wait, 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 fast. Before we wrap this up, I think we would be remiss if we did not hit on which evolutions we think we're getting. Well, I don't think we're getting any of them. I think that we have... that. They've got a precedent set that they throw new evolutions out there. I I honestly think that this is the time for the uh the uh dragon and steel. That's what I'm kind of looking at on this one. Um I have no basis for that, but they've already got their fire and water types out and they've already got their dark type out and they psychic type, so that kind of shot the sun and moon thing. Mhm. So <laughs> I think their next their next step is going to be like your your dragon and steel. That's yeah. I don't know. I think we might see more like of a maybe a ghost or a ground or a poison. <laughs> they still they still have options. We have only got what six or seven evolutions. We have eight eight, eight? total of the eighteen. Well, so there's like nine. So you got like half the types. And I don't think it's necessary. What Normal I would like to see nine. instead of what I would like to see instead of Eevee um, having those evolutions, I would like to see another Pokemon made that evolves into the other other types. You know what I mean? Like I would like here's, to see another Pokemon that has eight evolutions. Here's the thing, though, Thatch. Okay, you're thinking with your your Pokemon brain that is. We've talked about this earlier in the episode. Yeah, I know. I know. I you're know. in a unique position. <laughs> if you ever walk into a hot topic or a yeah, game no, no, stop, no, no, no. Like, what do they you, have on if sale? If you evolve Eevee, Evolutions. it's going to sell way more. So they're going to, they are going to push out every evolution, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I think you should resign yourself to the fact too. And here's the thing: evolutions are cool. Like that's what other Pokemon does. That like it takes a Gen One Pokemon know, the and new makes one it they relevant make. every generation. They could just make a new one that does that, and then something else does it. I mean. But that, not much to it. It's not going to appeal to the Gen Oneers. That's true. That's, I mean, but I don't think Gen Oneers are what drive sales at all. I mean, especially uh, for EV stuff like stuff? this. Oh, I mean, okay, for some EV stuff, but I, they're not going to the PokemonCenter.com and buying all the EV stuff. I can no, go get the fleece throw. Like okay? I said, they're walking into Walmart and seeing the stacks of Pokemon, and they're like, "Oh, I've already got those EVs. Looks like I'm going to add another one to my collection." That may or may not happen, but I I, I see your point. I see your point. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see something else. For a new EV to work, Thatch, it would have to be really, really darn cute. That's doable. 
Yeah, Sylveon, no, come on. I mean really darn... No, not like a new Eeveelution. I mean like a separate Eevee Pokemon that yeah. evolves into oh, the yeah. other types. No, that thing would have to be gosh darn cute. That's true. That's true. There's no way. I, and I don't mean just like, oh, that's pretty cute. No, this thing has to be really, really cute. Yeah. That's the only way it would ever work. Mm-hmm. All right. Because <laughs> Eevee is the cutest thing in the world. Let's Fact. cut it off there before we go on for another 10 minutes. Okay. Just, uh, just saying. We will we will kick it on over, guys, to commercial break, and we'll be right at, back at you with the poke of the episode. So we will, Bo? Catch you on the sandals. One. Are you feeling lost, looking for guidance? Do you find yourself unable to respond appropriately to your surroundings? Then Professor Oak's life coach system is for you. Want to go for a bike ride inside of a building? Now is not the time to do that! Want to head to places with powerful Pokemon? Now is not the time to do that! Looking to advance out of your life of drudgery and despair? Now is not the time to do that! The experts of Professor Oak's Life Coach System are highly trained professionals skilled in the art of making sure you don't end up like Trainer Thatch. Go ahead, give us a call today. Now is the time to do that. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. We are here today with your Pokemon of the episode. It is National Dex number 713, Avalug, the iceberg Pokemon. Its Pokedex entry states, Its ice-covered body is as hard as steel. Its cumbersome frame crushes anything that stands in its way. The way several Bergmike huddle on its back make it look like an aircraft carrier made of ice. See, I told you it's an aircraft carrier. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, his stats are garbage, um, except for his defense and attack. They're, like, phenomenal, actually. On any other Pokemon, like, this would be fantastic. It's a base 514. Yeah, but right? That's decent. Everything's garbage except for attack and defense. It, 514's a good base stat total. Like, I think Arcanine's on that level. And I probably I think Arcanine's like 580, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but, so, HP base 95, that's decent. Base 117 attack, that's decent. Base 184 defense, that's amazing. Then you get base 44 special attack. Fine, man, we don't need special attack. That's that's not necessary. Base 46 special defense, we could kind of use that. That'd be that'd be nice to have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you have speed at a base 28, and it's just like, well, I guess it could just be like an ice type Ferrothorn. Weak to everything though. So. Uh, Avalug is unfortunately in the PU tier for those of you who follow competitive. Um, so he's viable. He can use it. Well, not viable, but he's usable in every tier. Uh, the Smogon set right now is, uh, it, well, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the set. It's just me. Um, it's, uh, it runs sturdy because that's probably the ability you want to run. Uh, it gets ice body and own tempo as well, but neither of those are going to be very good. Um, you want sturdy just because you want to be able to hit, take a hit at least once. Um, you can re- he gets rapid spin, which gets rid of the rocks. Recover for reliable recovery. <laughs> Avalanche because you're definitely going last anyway. And earthquake. Um, those it's pretty much standard set. However, uh, you can run mirror coat, 
to make up for that lack of special defense, and you can hit somebody hard. Well, not make up, but capitalize on it, actually, with Sturdy. If you can predict a special attack coming at you, you can hit it back and knock out a, an opponent's Pokemon. And that sets holding leftovers with a careful nature. And uh, 248 in HP because you want to get that nice odd HP. And you put the other 8 in defense because why not? 184 defense isn't enough. No. It's not. Okay. And then throw the rest in special defense because it needs it. It needs it or it won't live at all. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I think I'm pretty sure careful boosts special defense as well. Yeah. So but that's that's Avalug competitively Ugh. for you. Yeah. Pretty, what about uh good at Pokemon? Pretty what rough. TC, what about TCG Thatch? Oh, there's oh, one card. Two. Bo, get ready for this. Um, I own it. Go ahead, lay it on me. Oh, it's a water type. It's ba- it, it has 130 HP as a stage one. So I guess it's not awful, right? That, that's not bad. Um. So, but his attacks are awful for one water and. Two colorless, it does frost barrier for 40 damage, and during your opponent's next turn, any damage done to this Pokemon by attacks is reduced by 20. That's uh, garbage. It's, it's, that's a lot of energy for a lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and then for uh, two water energy and two colorless, you can do shatter, which it has 90 damage and allows you to discard any stadium card in play. Again, lots of energy for a lot of nothing. That effect's not terrible, but... it's there. I think there are other Pokemon that do it better. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, yeah. not to mention that you could just set up your own stadium to like, yeah. counteract that. Yep. So No, definitely not a worthwhile card. Re- uh, re- retreat cost of four energy? Yeah, well, retreat cost is based on weight, and we mm-hmm. talked earlier about it being 1,100 pounds. We did. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Okay. You guys want some... Uh... Interesting trivia about that Avalug? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's got the highest defense of all Ice-type Pokemon, and I would reckon I would that hope. With the defense like that it has pretty high amongst regular Pokemon. Um, we, can, we can figure that out, actually. Keep going. I'll figure that out. Um, as in the Iceberg Pokemon, it shares that category with only Regice. Um, Avalug is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 514. Ooh. And it is the heaviest Ice-type Pokemon. Uh, its origin, that Avalug, appears to be based on the tabular iceberg or stalactite. Um, it may be a representation of the submerged part of the iceberg, which is the immense in comparison with the tip. Avalug's ice type and likeness to an aircraft carrier may be a reference to Project Habercook, a plan conceived by the Allies in World War II to build an aircraft carrier from Pycrete, which is a combination of ice and wood pulp. Ooh. Um, its body also somewhat resembles a tortoise or perhaps a rhino. Um, mm-hmm. And its origin of its name, Avalug, may be a combination of avalanche and lug. And, of course, lug means to carry or drag heavy objects. Mm-hmm. And its Japanese name, Crebase, may be a combination of crevice and base. So hmm. that's where we get Avalug from. So it seems to be a pretty well-thought-out Pokemon for 6th Gen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, so we were wondering about his defense. If you exclude Mega Pokemon, he is number four in defense. Which is really good. He is beaten by Steelix, um, Shuckle, and Regirock. Mega Pokemon that beat him is our Mega Steelix and Mega Agron. Wow. 
So he's up there. Like he's he's doing pretty well. He's just got a crappy type. Like I just I just like that all of the Pokemon with a high base defense are weak to poke like special of offensive moves like yeah, fire types absolutely like most fire moves are special attackers so mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man these poor guys yeah absolutely it's just like it's really garbage um let's see everybody still has a higher base attack than him or base stats than him but it is what it is i'll tell you that much it is what it is. If you wanted to run him in some contests, though, I was looking down his, his line at all of his moves. He'd be mm-hmm. really good for the tough contests. Really? Oh, yeah, interesting. He's got a lot of tough moves he gets. That's interesting. I'm really <laughs> sad that it didn't get like more... I don't know. I feel like Avalug is one of those Pokemon that just needs a little bit more. Maybe he should get an evolution. Mm. You know? Yes. Um, Considering we discussed him as yeah. our topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, indeed. That's true. I think so. Um, let's see. Oh, crap. I was trying to see if, uh, av- like, how heavy he was compared to other Pokemon, like, where he stood. Heavier than Snorlax. Uh, he is heavier than Snorlax. He's also heavier than, like, Waylord and stuff like that, too. Waylord is really light. Yeah. Waylord should float, I think. That's why it's called the float whale Pokemon. <laughs> I meant like float in air. He's less dense than air. Oh yeah, sure. no, yeah, he is less dense than air. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty high up there. I think it's like it's in the top ten for sure. Heaviest Pokemon. I think it's beaten by Zygarde. What's the heaviest Pokemon? Primal Groudon. Uh, Primal Groudon is like nine hundred ninety-seven kilograms. Avalug is five hundred five. Giratina is heavier. So is Giratina Origin Form. Dialga, Megasteelix, Metagross is heavier. Wait, 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 wait. Are you looking at these weights in kilograms? Uh, oh, there is a pounds over there. But, okay, so I'm a scientist, okay? Uh, 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 you're an American first. You were an American first. <laughs> scientist. Ain't I'm a, that true. I'm a scientist. I have, like, a better feeling for a lot of metric units than I do um, English You've never units. dealt with metric units that high, Thatch. You've never dealt with 505 kilograms in your lab. What kind of science are you doing? I'm doing... I, okay, my, my lab equipment is very heavy, Okay. <laughs> And just measured and kill. I just weigh it every once in a while just to see if its weight changes. Yes. All right. What All a, right. Are you a theoretical physicist now? What is this? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm an experimentalist. I couldn't be a theorist. Um. All right. So that's it for Avalog today. And if you guys want to learn more about Pokemon, you can always check out PucklePodcast.com and check out the slew of amazing articles we have. You can go listen to Fluffiest and Snag on their opinions on random topics every week. Check that out. Um, you can check out Mickey Panda on the anime, as we were discussing. Viger on the news. Scrawn on Origins articles. Uh, Jushiro on the TCG. Sublime Manic on the VGC. And Basket with his monthly comic. And I know I'm missing somebody. I have it's, to be missing something. It's me. I've started writing a hidden article every month. <laughs> um, you have to know the URL, and it's an alphanumeric string of 400 codes. So... <laughs> You should start plugging away. You might be able to find my hidden article. It's great. Not uh, to mention, pres- I forgot Locke. Locke also does interviews. He's been doing that, so check that out. I think his most recent one was with Geo, our UUTC winner. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I'm sorry if I forgot somebody. But we are going to move it on, guys, to the next segment, the mailbag. So we will catch, catch you on the flip-flop. after this. Flip-flop.
the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, guys, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. There you go. All right. It's an echo. You know what it is? Uh, (laughs) It it changes every time. It's a a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) And as always, guys, we will be reading your emails on the show. And if we think an email in this mailbag is worthy, (laughs) uh, we will go ahead and give that person the Green Tauros badge. And let's, so we can dig on in. Uh, all of these people are responding to our mailbag question last week, which is what is your favorite remake? What would you like to see in a remake? Stuff like that along those lines. Um, also, for those of you who are new, the mailbag segment is a segment where fans send us an email and we read them on the show. <laughs> so uh, we're going to try to get to as many of them as we can today. We got, we got quite a few. So let's jump on in, guys. And we will, uh, I think the first one's from the Sentient Pokeball, and Bo's got this one. It is, and I do. All right. Last time on the adventures of the Sentient Pokeball, I was used by trainer Bozaface, myself, to catch a shiny green Tauros. How fortunate for him that it also happened to have six perfect IVs and sheer force, its hidden ability. This is pretty perfect. Now, he just has to wait until Rock Climb, its best stab option for a Life Orb set, is released as a move tutor move in Sun and Moon. That'll totally happen, right, guys? Right? Well, well, probably not. But you know what could actually make this possible? A remake of Diamond and Burl. Because Rock (laughs) Climb was an HM move back then, and that brings us to this week's mailbag. Funnily enough, Diamond and Pearl was one, was the one iteration of Pokemon that I skipped over. So I don't really lean either way on whether I'd like to see a remake of those games. I came back to Pokemon a couple months before the release of Black and White. I bought Soul Silver as a way to get back into the series. Imagine my surprise when I saw that one of my favorite Pokemon, Magneton, got an evolution, along with a whole host of other old mons. Soul Silver also marked the first time that I ever got into competitive battling. And to this day, I think that I would rank those HGSS meta as the best Pokemon has ever had. Break out your bingo cards, Pokalonians, because back in Gen 4, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, Soul Silver is still my favorite Pokemon game, due to the majority of the new features that you guys talked about on last week's podcast. Things like the Pokeathlon, the Pokewalker, and just being able to go through such a nostalgic region, yet have a new feel due to the improved battle mechanics, was such a great gaming experience. Plus the ability to evolve your Pokemon into some of the Gen 4 Pokemon, uh, Gen 4 evolutions pre-Elite 4 was such an improvement over Fire Red, Leaf Green, Silly, Golbat wants to evolve, but it just can't, shenanigans. For example, I was able to use a Mamoswine in-game and immediately fell in love with it. It was nice to see Pokemon follow you outside of their Pokeballs, but don't worry, I'm not a proponent of that feature coming back. As a sentient Pokeball, having part of your job taken away is depressing. I (laughs) love that feature, and I want it in every game. 
And of course, it featured the single best improvement in the series, the physical special split that had been that had been introduced in Diamond and Pearl. For me, Hard Gold Soul Silver's timing was impeccable. It embodies the idea of an almost perfect remake to me. Sticking to the original spirit of the game in most part, yet still allows for improvements and plenty of new features. I could write a book about how much I love this game, but I'm sure you listeners are getting tired of hearing me gush about it. So I'm going to cut it off there. I'll catch you on the flop flip, because flip flops are too mainstream. Don't worry guys, you'll eventually get the hang of reading it on the air. I was ready for it, <laughs> sentient Pokeball, I remember. Sentient Pokeball, P.S. A remake of Diamond and Pearl would also mean that you can easily obtain competitive Pokemon with Defog, because that was an HM move too. Although Hazards and Defog don't really have much use in VGC, so who knows if that'd have any impact on their decision. Hashtag Sinnoh kind of confirmed question mark. <laughs> Thank you, Sentia Pokeball. That was really yeah, good. Absolutely. All right, Gator, you get this next one from Red7. Greetings, Thatch and Puckle crew. This is Red7 writing in after a long while. Uh, life has been pretty crazy in the Red House for the past couple weeks, but I am happy to get back into the mailbag. Please just don't miss misunderstand King Thatch and Noble Hosts. I have remained true to the podcast and still listen faithfully each week. Okay, I take uh, umbrage of that. There's no King Thatch here. This I'm right here, Gator. No, that's not King Thatch. That's Trainer Thatch and Noble Hosts. Um, <laughs> this break has been filled with Pokemon and Batman versus Superman, or Crow Batman versus Supermanaphy? No. Sunflora of Krypton versus Golbat of Gotham? No, guys? Alright, mailbag time. My favorite remake also happens to be the greatest game of all time. This is not an opinion, this is a cold hard facts bolstered by science and stuff. My favorite remakes are Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Their success can be credited to one main factor, nostalgia. But Red 7, you start to say, all remakes are boosted by nostalgia. To you, I reply, has there ever been another game that has doubled the nostalgia packed into one tiny cartridge? What makes these games so unique is they are the opportunities to visit not one region from your childhood, but two. Do you remember the feeling you had when you traversed the twists of Slowpoke Well? Climbed the cliffs of Mount Silver? Felt the spray of cascading columns in Toho Falls and crossed the canyon between our council's own Blackthorn City? Imagine the excitement you felt knowing that your feet would once again land on solid ground in Vermilion City after crossing through the sea on the SS Aqua, or the way your heart tore to land on the shores of Cinnabar only to find Blaine's beloved isle in ruins. Old faces of battles fought years ago would once again return to challenge your fortitude and test your mettle. Yes, friends. These are the elements that build a stable remake, a tapestry tightly woven with memory to warm our hearts with both familiarity and the unknown. To make a long story short, if you don't love these games, you are dead inside. Well, guys, it's back to the grind for me. Hope to see you again soon. Later days, Red 7. All right. Red all 7, right, all he right. Always, he always has, like, really good emails. I like yeah, that. I'm a Red can, 7 fan, too. I, I enjoy his stuff. All right, so this is from a new li or a new mailbag writer. I don't want to say new listener. But let's find out. His name is Pocket. So here we go. Greetings, Thatch and co-host. You can call me Pocket. I've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, but I've only recently started listening to the more recent episodes. As I started at episode one, and oh, by the God. time, yeah, right. 
I, that was my thought. I'm just like, oh, God. And by the time I got to episode 60, I decided to check out some of the more up-to-date episodes. You guys have come a long way, and it's a real pleasure to listen to you guys in the morning. I thought about getting in on the mailbag for some time, just waiting for a good jumping-in point, and here we are. I'm a bit of an old-school enthusiast. Don't get the wrong idea, I'm no Gen 1-er. Gen 5 and 6 are some of the most fun I've had with the series. But the art direction, the crazy marketing, and the way Pokemon was making newspaper headlines and serial commercials on a daily basis was a crazy fun time to be a Pokemon fan. I've even made a dedicated a blog dedicated to the Pokemon mania of yesterday, and with the 20th anniversary, business has been booming for me. I love all uh, oops, I love all the fan art that's inspired by Ken Sigamori's originally original watercolors or the limited Game Boy color palettes. People are drawing their teams in the virtual console releases of red, blue, and yellow. It's beautiful. Anyhow, before I blather on too long, let me answer the mailbag regarding remakes. Here's the thing. Before they announced Red, Blue, and Yellow would be coming to Virtual Console, a uh, console, I half expected the game, next games in the series to be re remakes of Fire, Red, and Leaf Green, or Yellow version. I think I did too. I honestly did. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if Game Freak decided even the remakes would be remade. I'm not saying that's what I would want, as I think Kanto needs a longer break before we get back there, but it's what I thought I saw coming. Since that didn't happen, I guess the only logical step is to go back to Sinnoh. I do think it's a little too soon for that, though, so maybe Gen 8? As for what I actually want to see in the remake, I'd like, to, I'd like it if they'd stop being as faithful as possible to the source material and take the approach that Metroid Zero Mission took and re reimagine things into something that's practically a new remix games. Add, remove, and change the story in the landscape. Just because Hoenn had a perfectly ge geometrical square islands doesn't mean that should translate to Oraz. Or we could just do sequels instead of remakes. It'd be pretty sweet to see that bull, uh, that blue has become the new Professor Oak. Anyhow, sorry for the long email. Hope I can find the chance to write in again. Pocket. Awesome. Uh, Bo, you want to get this next one from Antonin? I sure do. All right. Let's see here. Oh, my Arceus is. I haven't written in it in about a month. Probably longer. As you can guess, I've been busy, but I've been listening every week. Make no mistake, I love Puckle, and I love listening to all the Puckle podcasts. From the main podcast to the TCG and the movies as well. If I could only find time to write into them all. Anyways, let's get to the mailbag. I love remakes. In fact, I played Leaf Green just a few years ago and enjoyed the remake. Uh, what made it awesome were the small additions, like the Sevy Islands, Cough Cough, Crappy, Orange Islands, Cough Cough, <laughs> and their tie-ins to the current gen. I'm actually still not done with Soul Silver, despite the fact that I've been playing it for years now. Yeah, years. You know how hard it is to level in Soul Silver? So difficult that I'm using a Poke Walker to level up my team. Oh my I've, gosh, it is god awful. The leveling is awful. Yeah, and it's just hard pacing. I'm facing Elite Four, and those extra few levels I need are impossible to get. With the Poke Walker, uh, I get one level for one Pokemon a day. In about 60 days, I'll be ready to take on the champion and red afterward. Outside of that, I still haven't played, uh, still haven't played Pokemon Platinum, so I hope they don't remake it anytime soon. What I'd love to see in remakes in general is the move toward 3D. The last Gen 1 remake was in the same generation as Ruby and Sapphire. So you can imagine playing with that with new controls? 
What would be even more awesome is an updated story. We all love Red and traveling across Kanto, searching far and wide. I mean, can you imagine playing through an alternative alternative reality post-Red Kanto? You start the game playing against Red's grandson and compete against him. Blue's the professor that gives you one of three Pokemon, but they're not Gen 1 starters. As you make your way across Kanto, you find yourself facing Xerneas at Mount Moon, Team Rocket's been resurrected, and strives to, but stumbles to be great as the original Team Rocket. Nugget Bridge has been torn down, and instead, you have to use pedal boats to cross the er, river, right? <laughs> Maybe SSN's new destination is the Orange Islands. Wouldn't that be so cool? Ah, I love the Orange Islands. <laughs> Talk to you guys later, Antonin. Awesome. <laughs> Orange Island love. Could you imagine fighting a Xerneas in Mount Moon? Like, all right, I just beat Brock and I got one band. Let's go. Oh my God, it's a Xerneas. Okay. <laughs> That's how you shatter dreams. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Gator, you can get this next one from Celebrandas. Hey, Puckle Crew, Celebrandas here for another mailbag. Unfortunately, Alphonse the now Larion has not yet continued his adventure. This is sadly due to the lack of time that his trainer has had between moving to a new city and working on diabolical assignments from a C++ professor. Unfortunately for poor Alphonse, I have finally returned to continue his adventures throughout the entire Hoenn region. As for the mailbag, I'll acknowledge that my nostalgia glasses, which aren't too different from my regular glasses, forced me to choose Heart Gold and Soul Silver as the best remakes so far. I don't far. think anybody likes any of the remakes more than Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I haven't played them, so I wouldn't know. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh, Gator, you should play them. I I guess I need to. Right, yeah, um, no, I'll, they were definitely let me, the best. Let me fork over the $50 that they'd cost me. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> they're, no, they're more expensive to buy now than they were when they were new. Okay, the Jeez, best please. feature of Heart Gold Soul Silver, which I don't know why they didn't put it in any game afterward, let alone all of them, because it should have been put in them, was the touchscreen lock run button. Yes. You hit you hit your running shoes on the touchscreen, and boop, they're on. You don't have to press B anymore. You can run what? one-handed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. See, look, best. I can't play that game, because then I'll be spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I still suggest it if you get the chance. Best feature in the whole game. Like, why they went from that to the black and white touchscreen. Uh, that, that the black hurt. and white touchscreen is unusable now, too. It is. It was un, It was barely usable then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. All right, yeah, carry on. Back to Celebrandus. However, I do believe that Oras is much more accessible in terms of price and playability. Price for sure. <laughs> Um, as guests, as as great as they were, Heart Gold and Soul Silver are far too expensive now, as well as being outdated in terms of mechanics. For, as for any future remakes, I would love to see them happen, but it's not very likely this soon after Oras. However, Thatch has brought this on himself. Gen 4 remakes confirmed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really am. It was just too perfect after you mentioned them. Hashtag Rose Thatch. In all honesty, though, there is not much of a point in remaking the old games now that all of them can be played on the 3DS. All the Pokemon from those generations can now easily be gotten in Gen 6 alone, so it doesn't even make as much sense to make the games that they come from anymore. One last thing, I have attached a picture of a fusion of Slowbro and Machamp that I found online. Hashtag the horror. Slowly going crazy, Celebrandus. And it is a... That's a very scary picture. It's a <laughs> all red Machamp with just his face replaced by Slowpoke. It's yeah, it's disturbing. weird. 
Yep, All that's right. one for the creeps. So this next one is from Dennis, the DDG Maniac. It is I, Dennis, the DDG Maniac. I think we will get a Gen 4 remake two years or so after Sun and Moon. Now get ready because I'm about to give you two EV spreads with a specific nature for each of my uh for for each set for my dear po- ghost Pokemon Jellicent. Here we go. We talked about Jellicent last week, so this is why he's doing that. Um, his ability can be either Water res- Absorb, recommended for double slash BGC or Cursed Body, best for singles. Uh, items leftovers. Um, Expert Belt will work too, but leftovers is probably better. Uh, defensive oriented EV spread, 128 HP, 20, 252 defense, 2, 128 special defense, and it's rocking Scald, Shadow Ball, Recover, Dazzling Gleam. Uh, special defense, you can go with 253 HP, probably 252 is what he meant. Uh, 4 special attack or defense, and 252 special defense. Same set, except for the last, uh, with, uh, Toxic instead of Dazzling Gleam. And they both will run, they both run well in OU and VGC, so give it a try. Also, if Puckle will be the yellow team in Pokemon Go, then I'll be the black sheep or double agent and be on the red team. Not a fan of the yellow color except for cosplays. We'll end it there. Spook you all next time. Dennis. All right. Bo, you can get this next one from uh, Ten Little Men. All right, Ten Little Men. Howdy, Puckle peeps. Ten Little Men here writing in to weigh in on this week's mailbag questions. There's three times the mail nag... Three times the mailbag goodness this week, so I'll jump right in. My favorite remake, by far, Hard Gold Soul Silver version. Shocker. I love how seamlessly they integrated all the new mechanics and technology into the games, with the exception of maybe Oraz. It probably had the best use of the DS bottom screen, which is incredible considering the fact that the original games were designed without it. Yeah, I think that's what actually made it for me was because that those games didn't have a bottom screen, and so they made the bottom screen specifically just to assist what was happening in game. And, and I that's think that's why what the bottom so screen should be used for, like exactly all the time. Because like gold and silver were already great games; they were just like, well, now we have this whole other screen that we can use. So just all the buttons you really want. Yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. I think that's why it was so great. Um, <clears throat> now, for whether or not I think that we will see a remake in Gen 7, I'm going to vote no. If you ask me to say the same question before RBY Virtual Console release, I probably would have said yes. But it just makes sense, or just makes so much more sense to go with the Virtual Console releases from here on out. Personally... I think that we are likely to see a sequel or reimagining of an older game than a straight remake. I could see a Gen 1 sequel in the future now that younger fans have gotten an easy way to play the originals. If I'm wrong about this, though, I think we will see a Diamond Pearl Platinum remake. As for what I would want to see, said remake would contain a Battle Frontier. I mean, a more, fl- I mean, a fleshed out post game similar to the El- Delta episode. Sorry, I'm. Stuttering. Reading is hard sometimes. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I feel like Giratina would have an awesome independent story. Me too. I like Giratina a lot. Seeing the distortion world in 3D also would be more cool. Uh, more than anything, 
I just hope that they don't ruin the magic of the originals by making the remake too direct, like the, like how bland Fire Red and Leaf Green were, without Gen 1 glitches, or how pathetically easy, or as was, with its modified EXP share. Well, this went on a wee bit longer than expected. Sorry if it was a little too long. 20 Muna flip-flops, 10 little men. Doesn't, doesn't Musharna... How to end this mailbag? <laughs> Wait, what? Know how to? I don't know. Musharna. Uh, ten, <laughs> ten moon of flip flops. <laughs> twenty little flip flop. No, twenty moon of flip flops. Ten little men. Doesn't Musharna how to end the mailbag? Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, a lot of wait, what there? Okay, thank you, ten little men. All right, so you want to grab this next one from R Sigma Gator? Gator? Are you there? Gator. It's That's me! me. <laughs> no, I was just trying to find R Sigma's... Uh, uh, you know. Mailbag okay, remakes. I got it, I got it. You got it, you got it. Hello, Pucalonians. R Sigma here, and let's get straight to the topic. Yes, Heart Gold slash Soul Silver are the best remakes. Though that isn't particularly fair, as they are incorporated a lot of ideas from Crystal, so they're kind of closer to the remake of a remake. I never did understand why they added the golden leaves. Nowadays, I imagine the features would provide a unique entry animation to the Pokemon, similar to the Pokestar Studios and Contest Mastery. My favorite addition to Oraz is the is an Aqua Sapphire, where you're transversing Team Aqua's base. You come across a faded photograph of a young Shelly and Archie with a Jirachi that was presumably dated July 7th. As for the next remake I'd like to see, I'd love to see a Grey Grey, because, you know, Kiram Prime. <laughs> in poor recorded news, according to Joe Merrick's Twitter, the major announcement that World is waiting for is coming in May. He then goes on to say that it is noteworthy that it doesn't say next issue. So my guess is a Pokemon Direct with Pocket News and a Sun Moon Reel comparable to what we got on the announcement of XY. Imagining the marketing of a new Pokemon being added to Pocket before the Sun and Moon were to release, like Bonsley to XD, but good. Magurna and Volcanion would probably be a reasonable uh, a support set to add to promote the upcoming movie, although nothing like the Ukulele Pichu and XD001. R. Sigma. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see too many updates to Pokken because it's a completely different uh, game. And I'm not sure how well Pokken did compared to like a regular Pokemon thing. I just want to comment on that gray, gray reference because mm -hmm. we need to see a QRM Prime. Um, not only did he reference a game that never came out, he <laughs> referenced a colored sequel to a game that never came out and then cross-referenced to the TCG by making it a Pokemon Prime prior to Gen 5 where Q-Rim came out. <laughs> I think oh, we're looking man. at the first quintupleception here, guys. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. I had to take that entire mailbag to really like reread and understand what was happening there. Oh, man. Holy damn, R Sigma. All right. All right. So this next one is from uh, Winmore. What's up, Pocoloniums? I am not going to read what he actually wrote because I'm not going to make that noise. Uh, writing in to y'all on a ra rainy Saturday night. Been a while since I wrote in, but since the mailbag's d doing well, so uh, doing so well, it's nice to hear from our listeners' opinions anyway. So it looks like Volcanian codes are making their way here. 
Gotta say I'm excited to obtain one of those babies. On to the mailbag topic, though. What remake I want the most, you ask? Easy. Pokemon Snap. I know this per- wasn't perhaps the exact answer you were looking for, but I thought it was the perfect chance to mention it. I don't think it's unreasonable of me to ask for a new Pokemon Snap. Now, with us having 720-plus Pokemon to pick from, the options they have to pick from would be vast. Even if they were to only create 10 playable levels filled with all different sorts of pokes, that in itself would be such a fun game. As much as I would love to have Pokemon Stadium X, I think a game of this caliber would be much easier, and it's definitely something that we can enjoy anew with Wii U graphics as well as the touchpad. Even from the business standpoint, I think this game could be easy for them to make compared to others, and if they sold it for the price of an average Wii game, they'd make a killer profit. But I'm, mainly, I'm just craving photographing some interesting pokes. Welp, see ya! Win more. Alright, so we have... Uh, they kind of, I mean... Well, they re-released could, it for the could... Wii U Virtual Console in Japan. It's not out in the U, in the North America yet, but... Yeah, they, you might get the original game on the Wii U, win yes. more. Maybe. Possibly. Someday. Very possibly. Maybe. Okay. Alright, so we have this last one. This is for you both. This is from Snag. Alright, alright, Mr. Snag. Hey, Trainer Thatch and whoever he has. I typically liked all the remakes that we have received thus far. The most irritating part I found with Fire Red Leaf Green was how they did try to stay true to the original games. When it came time for my Golbat to evolve into Crobat via friendship, the game would start the evolution process and say the evolution stopped for some reason. I couldn't complete the evolution until post-Elite 4. In this manner, they were too close to the original games. I think we all agree on that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Heart Gold Soul Silver was definitely the best remake of the three we have received so far. It is true to the original in a lot of ways, has a few new improvements, but these games look amazing. I would say these are the best-looking Pokemon games on the DS. Oras was fun. I like the new emphasis on contests, but of course, they miss some significant features, like Battle Frontier. I like the games, but thought they felt a little awkward. In the future, I'd like to see them remake everything. Gen 1, remake Gen 4, remake Gen 6, remake it all. Thatch always comments on how Gen 1 was made on older hardware than Gen 4, but when was the last time we visited Kanto? We went to Kanto in Hard Gold Soul Silver. In fact, Kanto was done in the first four generations. So, in many ways, Sinnoh is next in line. Anyway, I think that's all I have. I'm going to do a shameless self-promotion and encourage Pokalonians to go read my Anything Goes article on the site from the next uh, from two weeks ago. I wrote a story about Bulbasaur. Thank you. I suggested that in both uh, he and Whimsicott wrote articles about it, and it was really cool. Um, that doesn't get chosen at the start of the Gen 1 games. It's my favorite article so far, and I encourage everyone to check it out. Catch you on the flip-flop. Snag. Awesome. And that, we actually made it through, guys. <laughs> oh, was that everyone? Yay. Yeah, we made it through all of them. Okay. I'm surprised. I, yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, man, I wanted to comment on uh, his last time we visited Kanto, but we kind of already talked about it. Like, we're visiting Kanto now on the 3DS. So, like, same gen as Gen 6, practically, except you can't really interact. Yeah. Except for being able to take your Pokemon out, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what? You can't do that yet. Don't worry about it. All okay. right. 
So okay. <laughs> uh, the question is, because I'm pretty sure the only person that sent in an email today that does not have the Green Taurus badge is Pocket. <laughs> but I also like Pocket's email. So I, I did like it. Do you think we should give it to him? Yes. Okay, Pocket, you won the Green Taurus badge. You can submit for it on the website. Um, also, for next week, guys, you can send in your own mailbag to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you, our mailbag question this week is going to be, what is a Pokemon you want to see get an Evolution or Omega? Again, send that in. The email address is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you're craving some more stuff this week, uh, this is a week that we do not have an extra podcast. However, you can do a lot of wonderful things. One, you can check out Bo's awesome sidewalk art by going to our Facebook at facebook.com slash pucklepodcast and liking us there. You'll also get up-to-date information on Puckle. On top of that, you can also check out the uh, the Twitter. Our Twitter is uh, at Puckle Podcast. You can go to our subscredit or sub. Wow, yes, I'm really good at talking. <laughs> right hey, now. Thatch, 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 why don't you why don't you take a break? You you seem to be you know struggling right? now. You can go to our subreddit r slash Puckle. Uh, we have an excellent CSS design, courtesy of Merrick. Um, we also have a Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, it'll have everything you can find on the website as far as articles go, um, but it also gives us another chance to interact without the community. We also reblog things that we see interesting. Um, you can hit us up on any of those platforms that you'd like. Uh, if you have something interesting to send us, send it on into the uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. As Thatch said, we look at every email. We read every email. Um, if you're interested in buying a Puckle t-shirt that Thatch is going to work on as soon as he gets Misty to hold down Puckle the Puckle tournaments are re- – or Puckle t-shirts are up right now, to be fair. not Just not the <laughs> okay. new designs that I have <laughs> that should be okay. hopefully that'll be, done. That will be at our Etsy store, and you can get a link to all of our sites by going to PucklePodcast.com. We just had the site rebranded. So if you have not been on PucklePodcast.com here in the last couple months, come check it out. Everything looks different. Everything looks great. Also, uh, I just realized that Friday is the 22nd, which is the fourth Friday of the month. Uh, so that is actually going to be a chat box meetup with Mr. Maximus. Oh, snap. Mr. Maximus is the guy. Let me tell you guys, I have spent many a time conversing with him. Cool dude. So mm-hmm. if you have not had a chance to come to the chat box and get a chat with Mr. Maximus, here's your chance. Um, mm-hmm. Chat box every day. There's people always on. Come by. Stop. Say hello. Visit the forums if you like. Really, this Puckle is – we discuss this all the time in the Blackthorn Council. We are here because we want people to hang out with and talk Pokemon, play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. This podcast is our advertising tool to get people to come play with us. Yep, the puckle would not exist if we had friends. So, <laughs> and if you want to make it, if you want to make That's it even better, be help friend, more people we'll be find. If you want to help have more people help uh, help have more people find us, you can go to iTunes and drop a review for us. That really helps us out. Helps more people find us, so we can play with even more people. Uh, on top of that, if you have a little extra money jingling around and you want to donate to Puckle, you can go to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/PucklePodcast, where we have a slew of rewards for you guys. So please check that out if you have the time. And I think that's it, right? We covered everything. Everything. Yeah, I don't have much more to speak. All right. Then I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Bosphus. And I'm Gator. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.